Learning applied into leadership is a ripple effect that can help change the world for good. Welcome to the podcast, Small Things Make a Big Difference. My name is Spencer Holt. I get the opportunity to interview leaders all over the world and discover the small habits they do on a consistent basis that has made a big difference in their own lives and the many people that they interact with. To learn more about what I do at Global Leader Group, listen at the end of this episode. But for now, let's jump into this week's topic and may we all be more intentional in who we're becoming and the impact we can have with others. The ability to express an idea is well nigh as important as the idea itself. That was by Bernard Barak. Today's episode is all about the importance of communication. One of my favorite books was written by John Maxwell, Many Communicate, Few Connect, where he talks about the power of connection and how we, be, when we become really intentional in the way that we communicate, we truly go beyond just verbalizing ideas and words. We connect with individuals that helps transform the way that they develop, the way that they perform, and the way that we lead. And so whether you're writing an email to a coworker, delivering on-the-job development to a new team member, or giving an important presentation to a senior vice president or a board, our ability to communicate needs to be concise, easy to understand, and we reduce any resistance in the listener so that we're able to suspend judgment and explore new ideas and make sure, A, that we are being understood, and then as you'll hear from our guest this week, that we are also listening. This week, Kamala Katbamna, welcome to Small Things Make a Big Difference. We are so excited to have you and to hear kind of your expertise, your background, your experiences. So to begin, my friend, would you please just give us a real quick like introduction and background to who you are? Okay. Well, I run a leadership development agency, which is called Chirp. And it's a bit of an odd name, but uh, I think one of the things we do, or at least try to do, is to inject a little bit of joy, a bit of chirpiness, if you will, into, into our work with, with leaders. And what we do is to help them to be more courageous i think in in how they approach their work how they show up that's a really big thing for us we're interested in in how you can show up as as the whole person and really bring all of your talents to with you to work and and really inhabit that adult space so you can have adult adult conversations with people which allow you to be clearer and get stuff done much faster and i did i did come to this work via a slightly circuitous route, but I will perhaps leave that for another time. <laughs> well, that, um, I'm, I'm actually quite fascinated by that. Uh, and before I'm going to, we're going to jump into serious questions, but I think it's kind of a, a fun fact here is although you're living in the UK, um, we actually, I grew up in Alberta, Canada, and you spent a period of time in Alberta, Canada. Now different locations, but we went to high school roughly in the same province at roughly the same time. This is true. I was so excited when 
can I work this out? But that is true. Yes, I did live in uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta, uh, for a little bit of time. And uh, we were indeed at high school at the same time. And when I was at high school, they played the Canada song quite regularly. And I think we've talked about this before and you have no recollection of this. So now I wonder whether it was a figment of my imagination. Well, I would have, I would have for sure said it's probably not the Canada song, but maybe the Canadian anthem, but... I don't know. Um, it was all about Canada as a uh, Canada as a land for love. I believe the lyric went. I love it. I love it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get serious for a minute here. Um, I love the the mission of Chirp and around. You know, you talk about helping our leaders be more courageous and having these adult conversations. One of the things that I really appreciate about you is you are an excellent communicator. And I think that you help your, when you do either coaching or lots of work with leaders, you focus on the power of communication. Tell us a little bit about that and, and some of the things that you do in terms of helping leaders become great communicators. Oh, well, so first of all, thank you for that. That's very kind of you. I think there are so many different aspects of communication and particularly as a leader and I think that you know one of the first things that we often look at with with leaders is that communication is a two or sometimes multi-way process and there can be a lot of pressure on leaders to to make it one way and actually that doesn't serve them so you know one of the most important things I think to remember is that you are not only the you not only need to be doing the talking you need to be doing a lot of listening and you probably need to be doing more listening than you are talking you know and that's that's a key role actually as as part of your as part of your leadership is to be listening to be aware and also to show that you're listening we see this sometimes that leaders are uh, very clearly speaking and communi communicating one way and then they'll be busy with their notes or doing something else or on their phones when somebody else is talking so even if they've asked a question they're not showing that they are listening to the answer so i think that's one really key thing you know be aware that communication is two or indeed you know multi uh, multi way uh, as a process and as a part of that, I think really thinking about how you are showing up and whether you are matching your message with your delivery. I think that's another really key thing. So many people undercut their words with how they say them. And that takes some real thought, actually, being, being fully aligned in, in what you're saying, what you're thinking, and, and how you are demonstrating that, not only in the moment when you, when you are speaking, but also in your actions. Is there a line of connection? Because I think when there is that connection between how somebody speaks, how they behave, how they show up, uh, to use that phrase again, that's when you create a sense of authenticity. And it's also when you create trust. And that trust, I think, is, is critical in leadership and particularly in times of difficulty, particularly when things are uncertain and you might not have all the answers. But if people feel that they understand you, you, you they understand 
your your intentions and they trust you they're more willing to go with you even if you don't have all the answers and you can't create that certainty simply because it doesn't exist so i i really like that in fact one of the things that struck a chord with me was making sure that your your message your message matches the delivery Mm -hmm. and and so when i'm thinking about that listening to you and i'm and I'm, i'm actually now wondering okay how often am I aligning with that or am I actually, am I missing the mark? And maybe it's through either what it sounds like what you're saying is either my actions or maybe my word choice, I might be missing the mark, even though I thought I was delivering something. So how do we as leaders, how do, how do I know if I'm doing both of those things? I think the key to it is, is, being conscious you know i mean hopefully we're all conscious anyway because otherwise that would be worrying but but really behaving uh, consciously being aware noticing your behavior and part of that is about being in the present moment so i think sometimes when that the message and delivery become misaligned it's because you're delivering one message but you're busy thinking about something else and there's a degree to which that is both inevitable and also normal. But I think the more aware we are of ourselves, of what we are unwittingly communicating to other people through our behaviours, through our body language, through our tone of voice, through what we're doing the rest of the time when we're not delivering this particular message, the more aware we are of that, the easier it becomes to align it we will all be misaligned at some points. That's human, I think. But, but the more conscious you are, the more actively you notice what you're doing and you, you reflect back as well on, on what happened, what the reception <laughs> to what you were saying was, what the fallout or outcome was, then it's easier to readjust, you know, to, to dial up or down. Uh, your, your behaviors. And there are two things that I'd say can really help with that. Well, one thing really, but you can use it in two contexts. And, and that thing is to build some time to pause into your, into your day. So, you know, a few minutes just to take some time out and reflect on whether you are showing up in a way that is aligned with your intention and your purpose now your purpose might be something quite big through through your whole life or it might be a purpose for that day so just stopping for a few minutes and just asking yourself you know are you aligned with that purpose what might you need to dial up or down to help you to realign with that and you can do that you know scheduling in a few minutes several times a day can really help with that but also in the context of conversation you can take a micro pause and again just check in are you listening (laughs) are you really listening uh do you need to step back do you need to step forward and just very quickly just check in with yourself and with the context you're in to see if you are best serving the needs of that conversation and your needs and your team's needs. I really like that, um, th- th- this, this building time to pause. And I, I love the word micro pauses. And, you know, it's, you know, it sounds like that should happen, you know, probably multiple times a day, mm. depending on the amount of conversations. Do you, do you recommend, Kamala, 
a, a, a feedback mechanism, whether it's a coach or a peer, or even as a leader, is it okay to maybe ask members of your team how you're showing up and how you're communicating? Is there some other tangible ways to get that feedback to ensure that that message and delivery are hitting the mark? Yes, and I would absolutely recommend that you that you ask for feedback and also that you offer feedback. It's it's almost like, you know, but you need to build up a, a sort of bank of trust. You need to give and receive feedback often, I think, to, for, for people to feel very comfortable with giving you feedback, particularly if you're the leader. You might find that initially all the feedback that you receive is wildly positive <laughs> because nobody really wants to stick their neck out and uh, tell you what they really think. Or you, it, you might get the opposite and it might become a bit of a moan fest. And I think to get that really good quality, honest feedback, you need to do it really often. So it shouldn't be a feedback event. It should just be part of part of life, daily, daily living, part of the normal conversation. And that can also help to take the sting out of it. Sometimes feedback can be a bit painful to give and certainly to hear but if it's regular and if it's a normal part of life it's much easier to to manage to absorb and to act on the other thing that I mean I would I would certainly recommend coaching partly because I am a coach but but also something I find very helpful is uh, to have a, a sort of peer coach essentially and that's somebody that I work with uh, regularly and we talk through some of the things that um that we're doing some of the issues that we might be having and also just sort of check in <laughs> with how we're showing up and you know sometimes we're so busy that we're not paying attention again to those uh, the, those non-verbal messages that we're giving out which might be saying you might be saying to somebody my door is always open come and talk to me but you might also at the same time be indicating to them that you're very busy and you actually don't want to talk to anybody right now <laughs> you know so so having somebody reflect that back to you how you're coming across rather than just what you're saying I think that can be really useful and a peer coach um, you know use that phrase quite lightly but that sort of person who you really trust to be honest with you and give it to you straight that can be incredibly valuable and I've had um, the same peer coach for 10 or 15 years and I really value that time. So that as well. And then really small things like, you know, after a meeting, after a conversation, just taking a few notes on what you noticed. Did you feel that you were effective? Did you get any feedback afterwards? You know, what, what happened and what might you want to shift? So there you go. Several, several, <laughs> several things to do. You don't have to do them all at the same time. <laughs> I was, I was jotting a couple of these down, but one of the things that you really, um, caused me to reflect on was this, you know, this in the moment peer feedback. And, you know, I couldn't help but think, you know, I think today our, the average number of times we unlock a cell phone can, you know, can be anywhere between like 40 and 250 times. Mm. And, it, and it caused me to think about how many meetings I'm in, where I'm looking around a room and, and, and I see these sometimes very senior leaders who are supposed to be engaged, jumping on their cell phones me being one of them sometimes. And, and actually, you know, sitting here thinking, I'm like, I, I need to be better about 
the, the being present and my communication skills, not just when I'm saying something, but these nonverbal ones. And, and so uh, how do we help our, our leaders, um, regardless of title or role, be more present, whether it's in person, virtual, um, or on these, you know, these meetings where it's so easy to grab that phone, unlock it because we think we're so busy. Yeah. Yep. It is really interesting that lack of presence. I see it quite a lot in organizations. This is a brief detour before I, I give you some thoughts on that, but I see it often in organizations with people who, you know, they really admire, they really appreciate their colleagues. And yet <laughs> when their colleagues are speaking, they're busy doing something else. It's so, it's so intriguing. And it's, I find it really challenging. I don't like it. If someone is speaking, if they are willing to share their thoughts, share their ideas and to show up for me, then I will, I will show up for them. I mean, hopefully I'm going to show up for them anyway, but it's just, I've, it really bothers me that people don't, <laughs> people don't listen particularly to their colleagues. But if you are a leader and you want to want to be more present, I think one thing to do is to think about what you expect from other people. You know, if you don't want them to be speaking on their, to be checking their phones, checking their emails, then set the tone. Don't do it. You know, pay attention. Be conscious of your eye contact. Be conscious of of how you're demonstrating physically that you are listening and checking for clarity, asking good questions. You know, asking questions actually is a really good way of staying present because it forces you to pay sufficient attention so that you are actually asking relevant questions rather than as um, has happened in some meetings I've attended, uh, people asking somebody to say something that they have literally just said, but of course they weren't listening so they didn't hear it. Uh, so that I think can really help asking good questions. And then also some, you know, basic physical tips like paying attention to your breathing. If you notice that you have wandered, that your mind has wandered, that you're no longer feeling present, then just very simply breathing all the way out, allowing the air to come back in, and then using that as an opportunity to create that sort of micro pause or, or to reset and bring you back into the moment. Similarly, things like shifting your posture, stretching out your, your fingers, all of these things can help you just to reset and bring you back into your body, into the room, into the present moment. Such great, uh, such great insight. Thank you. I, I have three critical questions before we close. Mm -hmm. Number one, if you were to walk through Hyde Park, which I'm a big fan of Hyde Park, Mm -hmm. what, what song would you listen to? Oh, um, maybe sing it back from okay. Maloko. Oh, but I walk, I walk a lot actually in uh, Hyde Park and St. James's Park. They're very local to me. And I'm usually, I'm actually usually listening to podcasts. <laughs> I'm a massive podcast fan, so I'm very excited to be on yours. But yeah, oh. maybe maybe sing it back by Maloko. Thank you. I, I'm I'm a big music guy myself, and so I love to get kind of you know just it, not that I had to do a lot with the communication, but it gives us insight to your soul. Um, second, <laughs> second important. Question. Not sure what that one says about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let the. Can I change it? <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Is there a common theme as you, as you work with organizations and individually coach many leaders around the world? Is there one skill when you think about communication, what is it that you would help our leaders understand? Uh, is there something you would kind of leave us with that says, if you could over-index on anything when it comes to communication, this is it? I think it would probably be paying attention, which is a lot of what we talked about today, but paying attention to yourself and also to other people, because I think we are really busy and there are so many distractions in this world. And, you know, paying someone attention is the, is the greatest gift you can give them, really. I think we all know that intrinsically when someone is really paying attention to us, it feels amazing provided it's you know positive attention and not not negative attention uh but you know paying attention i think really think it's a gift and it's not only the gift you should give to other people it's also a gift you should give to yourself i i love that what's what's ironic about that is one of the you know for someone who i would consider a, a real communication expert um one of the skills that we can do to be a better communicator is to pay attention. I, I, we could spend another hour just on that alone. But my final question, Kamala, um, and I really appreciate your time. The podcast is called "Small Things Make a Big Difference," and I'm, I, at the end, we always ask all of our guests, you know, what's one small thing that you do as a leader in your life, and in and in the lot, and in the, you know, the people that you interact with in the communities you service. What's one small leadership principle that you try to do every day? that you believe makes a big difference? I think that, well, this is quite a personal thing, I suppose, but I bring all of myself to the role rather than just the role itself. I find it really difficult not to show up as the person that I am and, and only to deliver within the constraints, or not to deliver, but, but to to constrain myself somehow to, the, to, to a particular role. And what I found is that when I try to do that or when I try to be somebody else, it goes really badly for me. And what really lands is when I show up as all of me. And I do have a slightly unusual background and I'm perhaps not so easily pigeonholed, but when I bring everything that I can, all of my interests and talents and all of who I am to a conversation or, or a role, whatever it might be, that really plays well for me. So I, I would say, bring all of yourself with you. And as part of that, so this is two, two small things, apologies. Uh, as part of that, I would say, be really curious about who you have the potential to be. So I frequently say yes to something I want to do before I've worked out whether or not I can definitely do it. That's a slightly risky strategy. But generally, if I want to do something, it's because I've got a fairly good idea that I can do it. I just haven't worked out how to do it. And that, that has opened up so many opportunities to me. And so it's, great. it's a bit risky. It takes a bit of courage. But I think that that can really help you to expand your potential and also to find out who you are. So I'm saying bring all of, of who you are to your work, but you also need to do a little bit of experimenting and be curious to find out who that might be and who it could be. 
I love that. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our time here and hope that you'll come back again. And th that the, the principle of bringing your whole self, but what you said really struck a chord with me. Be curious about who you can become. And I think that is so great. So as you're listening today, I think those two concepts are very powerful and I'm excited how you might apply that in your own uh, daily leadership. Kamala, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Spencer. It's such a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this week's session of Small Things Make a Big Difference. Kamala has been very generous in sharing some insights around what does effective communication look like? For me, one of the things that I took away is number one, pay attention to yourself and give the gift of paying attention, time, and listening to others. Those two things I thought were incredibly important. She also gave some really great suggestions that when you're presenting in a room or you're in the moment of communicating with others, the deep breaths, recognizing your intention and your posture, is it matching the communication and the message that you're trying to give? And then finally, the last message that she gives us is to be authentic and to bring your whole self to the role that you're in and to everything that you do. And that authenticity is what brings results and will ultimately help both you be extremely happy, but more importantly, help the people that you lead do the same. I would love to hear from each of you. What small thing are you taking away from this week's podcast that will make a big difference in the way that you communicate and that you lead? I hope to hear from you soon.